Good afternoon and welcome to the Monday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll chat with Agriculture in the Classroom Manitoba about their new Manitoba seed kit. Also, we'll hear from food professor Dr. Sylvain Charlebois. And up first in today's country comment, Manitoba Agriculture Minister Ralph Eichler will stop by to talk about farm and food awareness. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Last week was Farm and Food Awareness Week here in Manitoba. As part of the week, Manitoba Agriculture Minister Rolf Eichler chatted with representatives from McDonald's Canada. With the benefits of what McDonald's brings to the food and farm and food sector and our processors in Manitoba is huge. Uh, Not only, you know, the beef, but pork, you know, the sausages, the bacon, the eggs. I mean, it's such a big deal. And they, they're, they're a real team player. And, and uh, actually then, you know, we followed up with uh, eating some of the fine food that they, uh, they have there. I know my grandchildren love going there. And uh, they're great partners with us in ag that, uh, that, uh, and promote what, what the ag sector is doing. I mean, Manitoba was the first one to have, you know, free-range chickens uh, and eggs that, uh, were, that were processed right here in Manitoba. So they're just a prime example of how us help us get our message out, you know, to the general public about where their food comes from. Uh, so it was just a great conversation with them. Then we had um, local veggie day on uh, September 22nd. Uh, tell us a little bit about what that was about. Yeah, so basically that is a, we, we partner with Peak of the Market. And so what we do, we, uh, we, we talked about, you know, how it's important to have, you know, a balanced diet, a healthy diet, you know, all the food colors, those types of things that are so critically important. Um, so, and they do a great job partnering with the schools. Uh, on uh, as fundraisers as well, uh, and also the Manitoba Association of Home Economics uh, as well, uh, in order to um, promote them and help them uh, with what the, the good work that they do. And uh, Thursday, we uh, there was an announcement: governments of Canada and Manitoba providing eighty-four thousand dollars to Egg in the Classroom Manitoba to develop a Manitoba seed kit. Yeah, there's going to be 15 seed kits um, that will be handed out to various schools. Um, and it will be flax and corn and pulses and uh, legumes and, and all those things that, uh, that we grow here in Manitoba. So the kits don't include anything that's grown from outside of Manitoba, only those seeds that are grown in Manitoba. So they understand, again, you know, they can recognize that the the crops that we grow in Manitoba. We even put uh, some Timothy in there as well because that's such a big part of our economy as well. Uh, and we export a lot of Timothy uh, seed outside the province of Manitoba. So, yeah, it was a great announcement. Did that at Petura Farms, uh, Petura Seeds, I guess. Um, we invested $84,000 in that initiative. So not only do they get the seeds, but they get an instruction book. So the teachers go right alongside with them and help them understand and help them uh, see how they germinate. And, of course, having wheat and barley and, and peas and all those things is going to be a very colorful uh, display for sure. Any other highlights from the week here for you? Yeah, there was. Actually, we had a, a focus group event presentation engaging 
Manitoba's on agri-food industry. So uh, that was a, a big deal. We talked about public trust, you know, how we make local food accessible. Uh, and then we also talked about the protein industry. We did a webinar on it. Uh, and it was called a Future of Financing for the Protein Industry webinar. Um, Dixon Gould did a great job in, in his presentation. Uh, others did a great job. So, you know, when we talk about protein and, and how it's grown in Manitoba, and we're the first province, Corey, that, uh, or state for that matter, in North America that actually launched the protein sector. And we, we're both proteins, plant protein and animal protein. So we're a bit different. Uh, than others, but we're the leader as, as a result of it. And, you know, not only with companies like Roquette, Merit, but others that are coming and, and expanding the existing businesses as well. So uh, it's alive and well, and we just want to continue to see that growth. And at the same time, making sure we have the public trust and people understanding about where their food comes from. So it's been a great week for, for uh, Farm and Food Awareness Week. That was Manitoba Agriculture Minister Ralph Eichler. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. New research demonstrates increased milk production and reduced greenhouse gas emissions when dairy cows are fed canola meal. Brittany Dick is with the Canola Council of Canada. When the researcher went through, looked at different levels of canola meal included in the diet and found that as canola meal inclusion increased to, I would say, a pretty significant amount, Milk production improved, as we would have expected, and the amount of methane emitted from the cows decreased. So what this really signals is that methane is an energy loss to the cow. So if less methane is is emitted, then the cow gets to keep that energy and really use it for production. So some really neat findings. The research was published in the September 2021 issue of Journal of Dairy Science. And last week was Farm and Food Awareness Week here in Manitoba. Ag Minister Ralph Eichler looked back on the week. We had a focus group event presentation engaging Manitobas on agri-food industry. So uh, that was a, a big deal. We talked about public trust, you know, how we make local food accessible. Uh, and then we also talked about the protein industry. We did a webinar on it. Eichler also met with McDonald's Canada to talk about the importance of knowing where your food comes from. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Monday, September 27th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll chat with food professor Dr. Sylvain Charlebois. A food professor at Dalhousie University believes Stats Canada may be underestimating the rising cost of food. Here's Dr. Sylvain Charlebois. StatsCan comes out with its uh, CPI report every month, and uh, we tend to rely on those numbers to have a better sense of what's what's actually happening. But a lot of consumers are puzzled by some of the numbers uh, in that report in relation to the food inflation or the food part of the CPI. And we've been we've been concerned as well over the last several years, and so we've uh, we are now working with a company uh, which mines uh, data on the web, uh, looks at flyers all across the country on a daily basis, and we do uh, see major differences between uh, between what StatsCan is is suggesting uh, when it comes to higher food prices versus. Um, versus what uh, what 
better cart is actually suggesting uh, in at retail. So it's really uh, concerning. Uh, some staples like uh, pasta, for example, uh, butter, um, other staples, uh, we're seeing some major differences. And then, of course, uh, a lot of collective agreements, uh, a lot of uh, salaries are, are often negotiated based on, on the CPI. And uh, if you go to a grocery store, it's costing you way more than what uh, the CPI is suggesting. That's, that's certainly a real problem for a lot of families. What are some possible reasons for the differences? I'd say that really uh, we, we believe that, uh, that StatsCan's methodology is sound, but it's the way that they captured the data. Uh, over the last couple of years, uh, things have severely intensified. Uh, prices are much more volatile than they used to be. Butter is a good example because of what happened earlier this year with Buttergate. Uh, we knew that the cost of production for butter fat was going to go up uh, if uh, dairy farmers uh, were um, intending to, to stop uh, using palmite, for example. So cost of production will go up and eventually butter prices would go up. And that really happened within the matter of a few months. And so the CPI did capture some of it, but not all of it. So that's just one example. And, of course, with uh, produce, with meat products, uh, things are changing so quickly. We're not entirely convinced that, uh, that uh, StatsCan's approach is capturing all the volatility happening in the marketplace. As you mentioned here, I guess package sizing, that also plays into it? Absolutely. So the other aspect of, of inflation is shrinkflation, quantities actually uh, being reduced while prices remain the same. We are concerned about the effects of shrinkflation, even though the StatsCan believes it actually looks into the matter very closely. 70% of its food basket uh, will have food products linked to quantities that don't exist anymore in a clean marketplace. So again, to, to find evidence that they're actually monitoring shrinkflation is very difficult uh, to do. That was food professor Dr. Sylvain Charlebois at Dalhousie University chatting about the belief that Stats Canada may be underestimating the rising cost of food. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. Manitoba Forage and Grassland Association is holding an introduction to holistic management Mondays beginning October 4th and running until November 8th. The online sessions will be held from 6 to 7 p.m. Registration is required. The fall 2021 Regen Egg Grazing Tour is happening August 7th from 1.30 to 3.30 at Nurboss Brothers Angus at Shellmouth, Manitoba. Topics of discussion include balancing forage to cow resource ratio, temporary fencing systems, and more. Registration is required. Visit mfga.net to register. Egg in Motion is presenting a post-harvest information session October 20th. Topics include storing grain options, winter equipment decisions, and more. Visit the Egg in Motion website to register. And Keystone Agricultural Producers Fall Advisory Council meeting takes place via Zoom October 20th, starting at 9 a.m. Go to the CAP website to register. The deadline to submit resolutions is October 12th. 
Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Monday afternoon. The governments of Canada and Manitoba are providing $84,000 for agriculture in the classroom Manitoba to develop a Manitoba seed kit. Here's Operations and Development Manager Catherine Cherowick. We're so excited. We want to put um, 700 seed kits in grade 3 to 6 classrooms next year. And so the seed kit will contain the seeds of, of 15 Manitoba fiber, forage, food, and feed crops. Um, that are provincially uh, important and students will really have the opportunity to connect to agriculture by playing and exploring um, through activities that we're going to include in that kit. They're going to know how to recognize crops in Manitoba, how the crops are used, where they're processed and why the crops are important to Manitoba and the rest of the world. And uh, there will be lessons that will go along with this then? or. Yes, the, the seed kit will include curriculum-linked uh, lessons for educators that help meet their, um, all their student-led outcomes. And it'll connect young students to agriculture, and then it'll also help increase awareness and build trust in, in all of these you know, future consumers and customers and decision-makers. Canadian Agriculture Literacy Month is um, uh, one of our flagship programs that we run in March. And so educators that register for the program will receive a uh, seed kit. So we're hoping to get um, as many seed kits out as possible through um, our COM program. And also they'll be available to order on our website as well. Who's actually making up these kits? Well, we have an amazing, some amazing um, supporters in agriculture who are at like Pratera Seeds. Um, who are donating a lot of the seeds for us. And um, also we have some wild rice um, coming from us and uh, some hemp seeds from the Parkland Industrial Hemp Growers. And so we have uh, a lot of seeds that we're going to be able to pull together. We're hoping to use volunteers to help us pull those together. And, uh, yeah, but we'll be doing a lot of the work. It's like a little factory in our, <laughs> in our office. Anything else to mention here about the program? Or? Uh, well, we're just really excited to, to finally put these seed kits together. It's a really highly anticipated resource that we've been wanting to do for a long time. And so we're just so thankful for our foundational supporters, our sponsors as well, um, like the Manitoba Canola Growers and Manitoba Pulse and Soybean Growers. And we're, of course, very thankful for CAP. Um, and we, you know, we are continuously looking for support as well. So if anyone wants to learn more about how to support the seed kit and uh, get as many of these out as possible, they can go to our website and can uh, also call me as well. That was Catherine Cherowick with Agriculture in the Classroom Manitoba talking about their new Manitoba seed kit. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Manitoba Agriculture Minister Ralph Eichler says Farm and Food Awareness Week was another success. One of the announcements last week saw the governments of Canada and Manitoba providing $84,000 for agriculture in the classroom to develop a Manitoba seed kit. There's going to be 15 seed kits um, that will be Added it out to various schools. It'll be flax and corn and pulses and uh, legumes and, and all those things that, uh, that we grow here in Manitoba. So the kits don't include anything that's grown from outside of Manitoba, only those seeds that are grown in Manitoba. So they understand, again, 
you know, they can recognize the, the, the crops that would grow in Manitoba. We even put uh, some Timothy in there as well because that's such a big part of our economy as well. Uh, and we export a lot of Timothy uh, seed outside the province of Manitoba. And a recently published research project found that canola meal improves the environmental footprint of milk production, reducing methane emissions and nitrogen losses, along with a boost in milk production. Brittany Dick is with the Canola Council of Canada. I think it just continues to to really support this overall picture about canola meal and dairy. It just kind of adds another layer or element to the research that um, really consistently shows canola meal and the advantages it has in dairy diets. So I think it continues to help us promote canola meal to the countries we're exporting to and uh, for the dairy industry and the the nutritionists um, that are formulating those rations, it gives them more information uh, to be confident when including canola meal. The research was published in the September 2021 issue of Journal of Dairy Science. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.